Welcome to our podcast with Late Night Literature. We're really excited to talk about and go in depth about aesthetic theory and how it relates to both Frankenstein and the rhyme of the ancient mariner. Within today's episode, we're joined by myself, Kendall, Lucy, Rosina, Alexa, and Sarah. All right, so far for a question, of the two stories between Frankenstein and the rhyme of the ancient mariner, which one would be considered most pristine or sublime? Meaning in society, which one would be considered more masculine or more feminine? Um, in my opinion, I would say that Frankenstein is more masculine, only because within the elements of the story, there's a lot more male characters than women characters. As comparison to the rhyme of the ancient mariner, the sea is viewed as beautiful. Like we use descript- descriptive words that are more feminine in order to describe the sea and ships and everything that has to go along with nature within a sea context. I almost kind of disagree with that. I think that the rhyme of the ancient mariner is more masculine just due to the weather and it gets so aggressive. And I think that having to do with nature, I think in that aspect, I think it is more masculine, and I think Frankenstein's more feminine because there's a lot of scenery, and it's like described as beautiful and pristine, and I think that would be more feminine. I think that's pretty interesting. I think they both have masculine and feminine um, aspects to them, and I think one of the main feminine aspects in the rhyme of the Ancient Mariner is when the, the beautiful lady comes. And it says in part three, her lips were red, her looks were free, her locks were yellow as gold. Her skin was white as leprosy, the nightmare, life and death was she, whose thick man blood with cold. And I think this is really important because it kind of ties together the imagery that the rhyme of the ancient mariner gives of the really feminine and, you know, just the, I, I don't know. I kind of disagree with what you said, sir, that the Frankenstein is, more feminine because I just feel like overall Frankenstein is more aggressive with like the death and like murder. I feel like the rhyme of the ancient mariner is more masculine just because I feel like there's a lot of like man versus nature like kind of experiences in there like he faces a lot of trouble with the weather and everything. I do agree there's a quote from the text that says the thick black cloud was cleft and there was a moon at its side like water shot from the high crag the lightning fell and never gave a jag the river steep and wide i just feel like that is so aggressive and i feel like in society aggression is more masculine and i definitely i definitely agree with that one yeah i think the rhyme of the ancient mariner is more of a masculine theme because it shows that he tries to assert his power over nature, and I feel like that's more of a masculine thing than a woman would do. I think it's pretty interesting, the two, um, two points of view, but I think together, if, since we're comparing the two stories, they're both together, they're pitch- picturesque, which is a blending of the two. So I think when we compare the two with romanticism and like, what we've been studying, I think they both even each other out and kind of give that picturesque feeling. I completely agree. I think like both of the stories, like both Frankenstein and The Rhyme of the Ancient Mariner, they both start out similarly, like in relation to nature because um, they both start out on a boat. So you kind of get the same setting. 
Um, and the Mariner is like telling the story just like Walton is telling the story in Frankenstein. Kind of shifting yeah, directions. Any... Go ahead. Go ahead, Kendall. Okay, kind of shifting directions um, from the their worksheet. Which characters do you guys think might be associated with beauty or sublimity? I definitely think what Rosina said about the woman in The Rhyme of the Ancient Mariner is definitely considered beautiful. And just the way she was described with the red lips and the pale skin, I think that that was the image of beauty back then. And by saying that, it was like saying she was the most beautiful woman ever seen kind of thing. Yeah, I agree. Do we think there's any, like, religious tie to the nature in both stories? I think that, like, religion can be seen through the nature through the nature, like for example, in the Rhyme of the Ancient Mariner, it mentions there's a quote that says seven days, seven nights, which could be a parallel to how Jesus created the world in six days and then rested on the seventh day. Yeah, and I feel like the albatross kind of symbolized God's cre- creation and how like we can be punished for hurting his creation. I agree. I think Ms. Houston said in class um, about the albatross, how it's a symbol of like a Christ-like figure. So it's innocence, it's purity. And so kind of in similarity to Christ being crucified, uh, innocent man for, I mean, our sins, that can be a good comparison. Yeah, I agree. The kind of ties into the romanticism theme of the Christ-like figure and how the innocent child innocence too, the albatross could be a symbol for that as well as um, do you guys see any um, childhood or the innocence in nature in Frankenstein? I definitely think there is some of the innocence in every nature because nature is just being born all the time in a sense and it's forever growing like a child would. And there's a quote from the monster and it says, One day when the sun shone on the red leaves and the stew ground stiffened cheerfulness and although it was denied warmth. And I kind of think that plays to the monster's innocence, in a sense, because that's how, like, a child would see it. They would see the colors and the way things fell in the sun, because that's what the child would focus on. And I think that really points to childlike innocence and nature and romanticism in Frankenstein. I completely agree. There's another quote in Shrine of the Ancient Mariner that says, I dreamed that they were filled with dew and when I awoke it rained and like just like you said about like the renewal and rebirth that's what rain is like that's the symbol of rain is like rebirth and renewal right it kind of takes me back and reminds me of a story within the bible so like a text to text context of how um god flooded the earth in order to wash away our sin so I mean rain does have a key aspect within um the comparison of the two stories yeah like I think um it said in the Frankenstein um while I watched the Tempest so beautiful yet so terrific I feel like when Victor was watching the storm usually kids kind of are scared of storms and he said it was terrific so even though he saw it as beautiful he still was in a way scared of it yeah I definitely think Well, nature versus industry is one of the key things in romanticism, and I think in both stories it's clearly represented because in The Rhyme of the Ancient Mariner, the ship was sunk, and that's what you could call a machine because it was man-made, but then what destroyed it, nature did. And then in Frankenstein, the monster, I guess you can consider it nature, 
and the monster destroyed everything that Victor was trying to go against. And Victor created something he wasn't supposed to, and that backfired on him because nature always wins. Kind of themed. Right, I kind of think that ties back into the religion of the consequences of our sins. Right. Um, going back to Kendall's question a little while ago, like which characters are associated with beauty and sublimity, do you guys think the monster like fits in better with nature and like sublimity than humanity? Like, what's your opinion on that? I was actually oh, going to speak definitely on think. Think. Go ahead. He de- I definitely think he fits more into nature than human because he tries to be human and ultimately it backfires and he goes off and on a rampage and destroying and killing and but he's part of nature he was from made from like dead parts and that was already nature so i think um well when i initially first started reading Frankenstein, you can sort of categorize the monster in the beginning as an innocent, beautiful creature in his own way. Um, we know that everybody's created differently. We all don't look the same. We have different genetic codes. But with this monster, he had beauty in his own way until he kind of tarnished that by terrorizing everybody else because of the circumstances he went through. Right. Yeah. I kind of think that comes from comparing himself to the humans when he was he himself was his own beautiful creation right yeah i think that's very interesting i think that's all the time we have for today though so thank you for joining us for our last episode thank Thank you you.